pick a song. Oh Christmas tree, oh, oh Christmas, Christmas tree, how lovely are your branches. Okay, ready? Let's try to sing the same one at the same time. Yeah. Okay, hopefully it's the same one. Ready? One, two, three. Have yours. That's the worst Let fucking song. Let baby boy <laughs> one day wear some high heels. Mary, did you know? Let your gay baby boy would someday mm. suck a dick. Oh my god. Okay, Michael. Wow, wow, wow. Oh my god. Oh my god. I actually. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's too far. Whoa. Everybody, welcome to Gay Today. Merry and happy holidays happy and holidays. happy Hanukkah and happy everything else. That's Merry, did you know that you're gay, boy? I can't Michael? not think of that now. I swear. It's the worst song made good. Okay, well. The worst also, song you ever. know what I'm here to say? Christmas Carol that is like, um, where they're like, uh, come let us adore him. Right? Okay, so they're like literally begging to come and adore the. And <laughs> she's just given birth. It's like, can she have a fucking minute? There's still a donkey in here trying to lick her ass. <laughs> yeah, shit, eating that placenta. We Jeez, never talk about the placenta. Man. What was Jesus's placenta like? Did Mary eat it? Did wow. they turn it into a necklace? This is so graphic. We're going to lose half our <laughs> half our sponsors. <laughs> I like Good King Wenceslas last went out on the Feast of Stephen. Like, what the fuck is Wenceslas the Feast of Stephen? And what? Yeah. Who is Wenceslas? <laughs> What's the Feast of Stephen? There's when the snow lay round like, about, deep okay, and crisp and boy. even. But have you seen I Love the, Actually? The, the, I love the consonants of it. Me deep too. and crisp and even. It's a even, basically. Even. Have you seen Love Actually? No. Okay, because there's this moment where Hugh Grant is like walking around as the prime minister and he's like knocking on the doors, trying to find like this love of his life or whatever, which actually is, there's like problematic stuff. In I've heard that movie's but a little fucked up. But. Anyways, um, <laughs> so he's knocking on this door and he, these little girls are like, oh my God, are you a Carola? And he's like, sure. He's the prime minister? Yeah. Oh shit. And his butler driver guy behind him, like he starts singing too and oh, he has oh, oh. an incredible voice it's like <laughs> good king winsas lost locked uh, it's incredible but one thing i will say about that movie i don't know why i'm fucked up on love actually right now but <laughs> I, i've never seen it i'm so it's ashamed. fine um but emma thompson has <laughs> this beautiful moment <laughs> where she is crying to Joni mitchell and i was like that is the that I know I'm not going to marry Emma Thompson, but the version of Emma Thompson in that movie, I was like, that's my wife. Like, uh, wherever there's a woman crying to Joni Mitchell, I need her. Absolutely. I can't wait. And she's oh. just beautiful <laughs> in this moment where she's crying and she fixes the bed and she's so epic. I, oh, man. God. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. I'm about it, dude. Really I'm really are. getting worked up. <laughs> I love Emma I've had too much coffee and I'm just upset. <laughs> the tears are flowing. <laughs> oh my God. 
Oh, I feel like I'm gonna explode out of my face. <laughs> we've had too much coffee. Puppy, we've had oh, too much coffee. <laughs> the the oh god, I oh, love I love a clumped. I want to watch that movie. It's time. I, it's time for me to watch Love right, Actually, let's have a let's have a viewing. When the snow lay around the bound, <laughs> deep and crisp and even. You know what I love? Lou Rawls' version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. What's your favorite Christmas song? Mine is Lou Rawls' okay, version wait. of Have. He sings this, he's this gorgeous baritone. Yeah. Oh, okay, but Judy Garland singing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is fucking sad. Wow. You're giving me the worst look right now. <laughs> so <laughs> doubt. It was like so much doubt. No, because Judy, Judy sings it. And she does do a good version. So I love her. Sad. It's no Lou Rawls, though. She's fucked up up though in the yeah, moment that's and true. she's not having a merry christmas no she man. ain't oh, man. she's so oh, sad God. my favorite christmas song though i think maybe i've said this before is last christmas by wham last christmas. is it by wham yep oh, it is so good those synthesizers and i think the youtube video or the music video is them on a ski lodge so is it that, what do you prefer do you prefer that one or yeah, do you prefer no don't don't fucking don't i was gonna me. say the um no 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 the john lennon one no i don't okay. want that shit i want the synthesizers last Again. it's just like when he this dramatic okay but also that song old lang syne or whatever where that guy's like met my old lover in a grocery store oh yeah the snow was falling christmas eve <laughs> dramatic and i touched her on the sleeve i didn't realize until an embarrassingly recent time so- that I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus was dad dressed up as Santa Claus. Michael, I you thought literally babe. this year was the first year I realized it. Michael is. I thought it was a fucked up song about how mommy was cheating on daddy with a, no baby with it's a homewreck in Santa Claus, like, but he doesn't it. realize that it's daddy dressed up as Santa Claus. Yeah, that one fucked me up this year. I cannot believe I did I not know that. You didn't know that. Also, um, speaking of Christmas carols, I'm just gonna let you guys know that if you follow me on Spotify, yes. I actually have um. A really good playlist called Holiday Holiday. So get on that noise. I'm gonna follow it literally I, right now. I um, made it, I think, like five years ago, and I was at Hannah Herndon's house, and we were having a Christmas time together. And I made it, and it's it's got all my faves on there, including um, fucking Mariah Carey when she not all I want for Christmas. That's like you can't even call that a whatever. But when she does that one <laughs> song, that's like Christmas, the snow doesn't tell. Christmas, I'm watching it for. Yeah, clearly Mariah Christmas. Carey. <laughs> Uh, uh, those modulations line. are very key. Oh, yeah. I, she can't do it. Well, you don't love that? You don't love her other song? I mean, like, the Mariah Carey, that's also an anthem. Mariah All I want for Christmas? Yeah. Oh, I mean, of course I sort love it, anthem. but it's like, I mean, what's the point of talking about it? Yeah, it's true. Everyone's talking about it. Um, did we even um, say hi? No. We just went right into it. We're just on it. We We're on one, baby. Sarah's about to rip her own face off. I'm literally dead. Um, <laughs> I saw, so I saw something you need to see, which, it, and everyone needs to see, except, sorry, because... We're New York. Listen, I've become a I've become a fucking East Coast elitist, and it Yikes. sickens to me my core. But well, we're here. You got to see what the Constitution means to me, girl. It is Ooh, unbelievable. Yeah. Heidi Schreck wrote it. Uh, she's been doing it for like ten years. It's a it, she it, she debated the Constitution as a teenager, and that's how she paid for college. And this show is about her what? her personal relation to this living document, and mostly about how it's affected all of the women in her life, like from her grandmother and her mother and her. 
and how it was written by these men for men. Like he's like, she says, how many of you are white property owning men out there? And like, there were very few actually in the, in the crowd last night, but she's like, okay, you're the only ones that are actually people here according to this document. And, and then she talked about the amendments and, and the very end, she brings out this young woman and like, I literally, I started crying the minute this this fourteen year old girl comes out, and they have an actual debate about the Constitution. What uh, the audience participates in? Everyone gets a little mini pocket Constitution, which I have. It's fucking amazing. Oh, it was amazing. Go. You would lose your shit. No, I'm gonna lose my shit. Um, it's in its third extension until the end of the okay, month. Okay, I'm so. gonna, I'm actually like putting it on my list right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Clear. I ran into AJ there. It was great. Cody and I, we we loved it. It was so good. Do this. Um, um, I have a little surprise for you. For the, mm, it's a, a sort of Christmas gift, if you will. Oh my god! Um, for the beginning of this episode, I, w- I believe we mentioned it on the first episode, the first pod of the season, first pod uh, of season the two. Um, and I have it here for you. So I'm gonna oh just god, hand you remember. something. One second. I can't even wait. I don't remember anything we ever talk about. So it's um, wrapped in that this kind of this like really that two toned. Um, Sequin, sequin like you can you can you brush push your it one hand way. against it and it changes its little color so here you go oh, careful shit. it's a lot of wrapping wow i can't even wait right you can just i guess you can just like pull one out of there oh okay see what happens oh. first jesus oh my god <laughs> whoa <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what are these <laughs> okay people i'm looking at two Pink boxes with one big old daddy on it named Peter the Inflatable Love Doll and another lady called Fatty Patty Jumbo Love Doll. Oh my <laughs> They are God. inflatable sex toys. Huge pecker. Yeah. Peter's So got. Peter's inflatable love doll. What does his little byline say? And Fatty Patty has three colossal love holes. <laughs> oh my. Colossal. She's large and in charge. <laughs> Oh, who is this woman? Read me the, what does it say at the top? To at the top there. Where? Now that's a big bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he says, "Is this huge pecker perfect Peter. for bachelorette parties, um, uh, birthday carpool. parties, and carpool lanes?" Carpool lanes. I'm sorry, carpool lanes. <gasps> Isn't that ludicrous? Michael, who the fuck? Can I can I read you the fatty patty back? Or you read yeah, Peter Lovedall's back? Love, so his back says. The back of the box. Peter is maximum, man. Like oh. most dudes, this hunky heartthrob loves getting blown just at air, and he is your very old blow-up toy boy. He's perfect <laughs> for bachelorette parties, birthday parties, group sessions, and riding shotgun on the carpool mm. lane. Take him wherever you go. Peter loves to be the life of the party. Group sessions, huh? Let me tell you, Brought if, you by pipe dream. <laughs> if you were to suck on this man's inflatable penis, you would cut your tongue wide open because he's got a seam running down that shaft. It they is. really didn't think of that. It's not meant for it. So, all right, here. Did the... you pull this out already and try it? Yeah, they're in That's the. They're in the, they're in the sunroom. Well, we used them for a short film I shot. God <laughs> fucking damn. Okay. This one's Fatty Patty's back. Uh, the back of her box. It says her blood type is ragu. Mm. Her belt size is the equator, and oh. she has to iron her pants in her driveway every morning. Oh. What does that mean? Iron her pants in her driveway every morning? It means they're so big, she has to take them outside. Oh, in her driveway. Like, she has to take them outside yeah. to iron them? I see. I thought, like, she was in her car, on in her driveway, like, no, ironing baby. in the... I see. She's Fatty Patty, and she's living large and in charge. With more rolls than a bakery and more chins than a Chinese phone book, she's wow. so big, she's got her own zip code. Holy <laughs> shit. There's so much wrong and happening here. It's awful. We had to use an extra wide lens just to shoot the cover. Which, this poor woman. Um, take this jumbo whore home with you tonight. Whoa! If you can carry her. Oh, come on. Her three colossal Peter. holes are begging for your pleasure, Rod. Why isn't Peter a whore? 
Yeah, it's so gross. It's also so why gross. is okay. Literally, this, you guys, Peter's like okay, keep going. And then I just said, there's one last phrase on here that. <laughs> Tell me, honest to God, I read it. It says, "Roll me in flour, and you'll find my wet spot." Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh my God. I want to stand up for Fatty Patty. It's the worst. Where is she now? Where is she? There's a woman. Oh, it's very okay, sad. Okay, here's the thing, you guys. I'm looking at the the Peter Love doll and the Fatty Patty. I'm here to tell you that the Peter the Love doll is an animated animation of a man. Yeah, it's an, and it's Patty a is an actual woman. Yeah, it's a photo like, of a woman. Why did she have to get naked and cold and and pose over here with a pouty face? And Peter just gets to stand here, not even fully nude, yeah. as an animation. Yeah, he's got a he's got a little banana hammock on. Otherwise known as a cartoon, Sarah. Is I think the word you were looking that's, for, you little shit. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> anyway, that's wow. a nightmare. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, you're welcome, Michael. Truly upsetting. I'm very upset. Wow, is this like an hour long? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I'm really excited about today. This ep. I'm this, pumped about it. Today's pod's going to be rocking, rolling, micking, and bowling. Mm-hmm. I've got some history that is going to knock your socks right off. I can't even wait. I've got some kind of the same, but little, we're gonna, we might do a little double history, you know culture, what? maybe not. Fuck everybody, we we'll can see. do whatever we want. It's our podcast, <laughs> it's not our podcast, yours. and you have three people out there, so yeah, so deal with it. Um, deal with it. Oh, I want to mention before we start. Please hit us up, uh, gaytodaypodcast at gmail.com. You got cues. great way to find us. You got cues. Throw some questions at us. You, you can got... post on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, Instagrammer. You want to share the gayest thing you did this week? We'll read it. Please. This Maybe should be a we'll... segment. We'll talk about the gayest thing we did this week, and gayest we encourage our, our, our listeners to tell us what that was. Maybe we'll take <laughs> calls eventually. Oh, um, yeah. Let's take calls. Let's take calls. <gasps> It'll be me pretending to call. Yeah. So that's fine. But ring, ring. <laughs> Hello, my name is uh, Sarah, and uh, oh. I don't even know what accent I'm doing here. That was sorry. <laughs> oh. I got a question though. Faces. Did yes. we actually introduce ourselves yet? Uh, no, this is gay today. The gay history, history class. You, you never, never took high school. Took school. It's ten minutes after we started recording, but you it's know, chill. Better late than never. Whatever, man. I'm Michael. Sometimes Fowl. history comes late. I'm Sarah Turner, and we are um, here to turn you on to turn you on with fatty patty and peter the peter dick. what is his name peter pecker peter pecker peter pick the love doll pick huge peck pecker wow all right we gotta stop talking <laughs> this fast <laughs> you know what i just learned recently um i'm not sure of the actual numbers but you can talk i think at like 250 words per i don't know what it is minute i'm, I'm fucking no no no. you can't do that. Oh. that that'd be fucking crazy it's like you can talk um, no, you can hear oh. half as fast as you can talk. So like you Uh-oh. take in more words that you, um, you listen to more words than you can actually say them. Oh. So like you, so you can hear you can more catch than you up can more. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I was gonna say if it was the opposite, no one has ever understood a single moment of no, our podcast. <laughs> exactly. But you, you actually can. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of insane. Well, that's good. Hopefully your hearing's good out there because uh, we're not slowing down for nobody. No, we've also had literally so much cash. So much. Dunkin' I, Donuts. Where is Where I, is it? Where's yeah. our money? I'm going to hit Michael soon. We are demanding money now. Sponsor us. <laughs> okay, this is going to get so violent. I feel like this is going to be such a violent episode. We're going to fucking threaten gonna Dunkin' fu- Donuts and I'm going to fucking... We're going to fuck you up, Dunkin'. Fuck up, Michael. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Was I crying at the beginning of you this? You cried. You cried to start this one. I'm out. all it's a strong the app. Okay, 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 okay. All right, let's get into it. Bop, bop. Stop, look, listen, and you'll agree with me. Things are not what they used to be. You'll see. You say hello to Uncle Joe. Then look again, and you'll 
Okay, everybody. So I think I mentioned a couple episodes ago that one of my new part-time jobs is that I um, take care of old ladies. Um, I love them dearly, and it's a bizarre relationship. But one of them, I sit and we watch westerns. Ugh. All four hours that I'm there, mostly. Um, we do play cards sometimes. Again, I mentioned I never know what game we're playing. Did you play King's Corners with her? Baby. She doesn't want to learn new games. We're not trying to learn new okay. things. Pinochle? No, we don't do that. I don't know what game we're playing. I really don't. <laughs> I just know that she it's just... kind of like Gin Rummy, maybe, or um, whatever. Gin Rummy is my jam. You know that Bear, Cody, and I have a game of Gin Rummy 5000 going? No. It's a running game. First person to 5000 points wins. What, how, who's closest? I think Cody's in the lead right now with like 2,600. Oh my God. It, and you guys are never getting it there. It takes so long. Jeez. I love that game. So good. We should totally play. I would love to play. Right. That's the next episode. It's just us playing just cards. Down, playing You're Rummy. welcome. That makes for great audio. Great audio. I had to find something that I could either find redeemable about these Westerns or like keep my attention because... Gener- generally, they're pretty fucking racist and sexist and, like, yeah. really not great. Um, and, like, I don't know, man. Just boring sometimes. So, one day, we were watching Wagon Trail, which <laughs> I know the theme song. It goes, Wagon Trail. Club banger. Bring down the house. That's that fire track. Yeah, dude. So anyways, watching Wagon Trail one day and I find this broad who just shows up. Usually it's always about men and the women who are in peril or like they're trying to find land. And they're like conquering the West. Literally conquering the West. And they just like fuck up Native Americans it's like not great anyway so um this broad shows up one day she's wearing a leather brown vest wearing a plaid she's got a handkerchief yes. around her neck oh, shit. she's got these yellow um gloves on and oh, wearing pants oh I know where this is going yes. and she shows up and all of the women in the town who are all wearing dresses are like oh, that's not a woman and she's like come on boys and she's got these like raspy voice and she's always like in charge of all of the men Enter Barbara Stanwyck. Barbara. Barbara. Who the lady I take care of um, mentioned to me. I love Barbara Stanwyck. And like, I have actually found that a lot of women love Barbara Stanwyck, which is great. And including my Aunt Mary. So Uh my Aunt Mary is a lesbian, as I think I've mentioned. Um, And she's brassy, Barbara. Oh, the brassiest. So Aunt Mary loves her. And I remember learning about Barbara Stanwyck through my aunt, kind of, and being like, maybe she's gay. You know what I mean? Cut to, I finally learned that Barbara Stanwyck is rumored to, like, heavily rumored to have been sure. gay and in a lavender marriage. Now, oh, wow. um, marriage. a lavender marriage, Hollywood dude. It's I know. So, crazy. so I'm going to give you guys a little, a little history on Barbara Stanwyck here. Um, give you a little background. So she was born Ruby Stevens in 1907 in Brooklyn. Ruby. Ruby, right. That's the name of my vagina. So she was four <laughs> years old when her mother was pushed off of a streetcar by a Uh-oh. drunkard. Uh-oh. And her father then ran off to Panama. So oh, she wow. was abandoned. Oh, my God. At and four? At fucking four Thanks. years old. So then. Um, God, men are the a, worst. Men are the worst. They're the fucking They're the worst, worst dude. So then she, <sighs> she like, really got tough. And, like, a lot of people, you know, say that the that reason she's such a tough. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so her, but, so she's, like, um, 
one of the first women in Hollywood to appear both strong and vulnerable. Like she mm. was just noted for being like she was so different when she first appeared um, on the screen. And they described her as um, the New Yorker talks about her um, saying she excelled at playing women with their own best interests in mind, tough women with hard shells. But she was also gifted at playing on the edge where anger and defensiveness part to reveal a glinting vulnerability, a.k.a. you gay girl. You know what I'm saying? Ah, you gay girl. You a gay girl. And she says, Hell Barbara yeah. Stanwyck says about her own like life and about her how she presents. Um, she says, I'm a product of crowded places and jammed up emotions where right and wrong weren't always clearly defined and life wasn't always sweet, but it was life. Wow. She's fabulous. Holy I'm obs- fucking obsessed with Barbara Stanwyck, dude. Wow. Wait, yeah. sorry. What year was she born again? She was born in 1907. Oh, my God. Yeah. And she did over 90 Probably. fucking films. So nine zero. Nine zero, daddy. And she was nine. <laughs> for shit like she's just a powerhouse tough as quote. nails Damn. it is an incredible quote so um yeah so then as Barbara Stanwyck gets older she gets she's like turns 14 and she starts wor- working at this um in Texas at this like uh kind of I think it's like burlesque but like uh, like a dance hall mm-hmm. run by this a, le- a butch lesbian yes who obviously they didn't know but very good she yeah so well, they didn't know i mean i mean like kind of yeah, in know. that way that you um go, yeah. so she um yeah so she works there and then eventually um she's like kind of in vaudeville a little bit and then she starts making movies and you can't at first she like didn't really like read well on camera and then eventually she figures it out and then she starts she gets she becomes famous for being uh, the femme fatale in a lot of movies like mm. film noir shit where yeah. she's like murdering all these men yes. and she's just a, like ballsy as all get out now um, so Out Magazine uh, published an article it doesn't really say the date on here it might be at the bottom but a long time ago uh, about Barbara Stanwyck being like yeah it was rumored that she was a lesbian and here's why. So they gave seven oh. reasons. Is it a listicle? It's like seven reasons why. Seven Barbara's reasons like why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the first one being that during the late 19, uh, 1920s, uh, she taught, this is it, she taught a dance at a gay and lesbian speakeasy owned by Texas, a Texas butch impresario. Oh my God, I can't say that word. Impresario? Mm-hmm. Described as a lesbian. Impresario, that's it. Impresario, there you go. Um. <laughs> yeah, so that's like number oh, one. that's. That God, what I would give to go to a place like that. Are you fucking kidding right. me? Me too. Oh Number two, lesbian singer Tallulah Bankhead once said she slept with Bankhead. Stanwick, um, which, okay. She got a thick skull. She got a, yeah. Uh, then we have her biographer says, unearthing the truth about Stanwick's sexuality will remain impossible, but also notes people would swear she was Hollywood's biggest closeted lesbian. Um, it uh, and then it says something to rumors that Sandwick marriages to Frank Fay and Robert Taylor were studio backed lavender marriages created to mm. keep the closet sealed tight. Wow. Number four, uh, she played a lesbian in a movie called Walk on the Wild Side in 1962, which Whoa. crazy is that right when the ban that's on those right, came a, right after the ban was right. about to be lifted. Wow, yeah, so that's kind of nuts. Um, she also was rumored to have uh slept with Joan Crawford. 
Yes. Greta Garbo yes. and Marlene Dietrich. Of course. Which is hell yeah. Then also, um, but anytime if you, it's kind of like Tom Cruise, if you ever mentioned that he's a homo, like you never see those people again. Right. And literally she was being interviewed by somebody and here's how the exchange actually went. The questioner said, do you think bisexuality was very widespread among female stars during Hollywood's heyday? Um, and then she says, I heard that Dietrich Garbo, most of the girls from Europe swing either way. Then I found out it's true. The questioner says, you found out question mark like like with a wink kind yeah. of and she said next and like threw him out of her house um so you can't really do it oh my god um and then um she said thank you next thank you next yeah. then of all the people stamak was close to her most consistent relationship was with her very loyal sometimes live in girl friday the prototypical <gasps> actress turned mm. publicist helen ferguson mm. yeah so they were together a lot all the i love a girl friday time. love a girl friday um she also acquired the status of lesbian icon with lesbian communities because of her portrayal in wagon trail as this like <laughs> ballsy busty western lady um whose screen persona challenged respectability because of the strong and independent women she embodied in the 1940s um and yeah so it is rumored that she was gay. So here's the thing about all of this, though, is, and this is a big argument that I don't even know how I feel about, should we out people from history right. if they're not alive to comment? And I don't know. Because, yeah, like what's the, what's the morality of... Right, and I think we've talked about this a little bit, but like, if I had known that there was an actress, Barbara Stanwyck, who was gay... Mm-hmm. Amazing. Like that. Right. Yeah. If that's I knew. a world changing moment, life changing moment. Um, yeah. So I don't know. But like, would she want that? Probably, Probably not. not. I mean, but but it's also like she that is because she was brought up in the time and place she was. She was, af- I'm sure, afraid because she wouldn't have had a career or, no. you know, she'd been completely blacklisted. No. Yeah. And um, so I wonder if like if, if they would understand it in the current context, like if they were. I don't know. Is it okay to out people who are dead? Yeah, we I certainly have done it a lot. Oh, a lot. As a culture, I mean, constantly, we're all fascinated and, yeah. by stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, there's the there's the two schools of thought about like someone's sexuality is their business and it's a private matter. And then there's a um, which I think is I think I think both are fine. That's I one, am. and the other being that if you are a visible a person who is visible you need to you have a responsibility to be out and proud right but that's um, also i mean like, but that's also is, it's a personal choice hello Should not be. everybody has to like right i mean if you're straight you don't have to proclaim your saying. heterosexuality like, so it's fucked. yeah it's a it's an undue burden placed on our people it really is um yeah but and i think yeah it should be fair and, and you should be respected i mean it's like the whole thing with um uh a number of any number of artists that have been put in that position that are like my privacy is my privacy and it's yeah like, well then everyone's gonna just say you're gay um, i mean that's so true it's like tough. i think that's um oh wow i was just about to say something fucked up ah! i was gonna say isn't that what kevin spacey used to say oh well yeah and look how that turned out yeah jeez yeah makes tough crowd um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i guess it's For me, sound. I'm happy to know that she's a lesbian. Yeah. I don't know if she would be happy to know that we know that she's a lesbian. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but if you ever get the chance to see one of her films, the top, like the most famous ones are Night Nurse, in which she plays a night nurse. Sure. Um, Double Indemnity is like maybe the most famous. Double where Indemnity. She, that's the film noir one where she oh. plays this blonde <sighs> femme fatale. She wears these fabulous sunglasses and like... Mm-hmm. 
God, it's good shit. I, I watched it in college and had no idea. We watched it for like a film class where we were studying like famous films. And that's one of them because mm. it was like one of the top noir films. Noir, yeah. um, and then also she made this movie called Lady Eve. I don't even know what it's about, but I'm down for it. Sure. And as I said, she made like roughly 90 films. She won Academy Awards. She's fabulous. And I just would like to play yes. a quick little clip of Barbara um, rousing the ladies as she, I'm sure, did in her actual life. Um, here we go. Let's see. Let's see if I got the right little moment here. This is from Wagon Trail. It's called, <laughs> her story plotline is called the Maud Fraser story. <laughs> Maud. Maud Fraser. We've been making out pretty well so far, better all the time. There's hardly a thing our men did for us that we can't do just as well. I think you'll all agree to that. Well, that doesn't mean we don't miss them, Mrs. Fraser. Of course we do, and that's my point. We're going to miss them even more when we get to California. Did you ever stop and think what we're going to do when we get there? How we're going to keep body and soul together? What kind of work a bunch of women can get? Now, things are a lot different now than when we left St. Joe. Most of us only came along in the first place because our men wanted to go west for one reason or another. Mm. Well, they're... They're dead and gone now. Wow. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, but wow. really, like, just watch her because, like, what now. she actually does best is just, I, sh- I maybe some other time I'll pull up a clip where she's fucking screaming. Uh, but she's just a ball buster. She'll uh, just be like, how dare you say that to me? It's like, it's fucking crazy. Um, but anyways, Barbara uh, Stanwyck. Barbara Stanwyck. Love her. Beautiful, beautiful lady. People, Thank you, Barbara. Masculine women and feminine men. Which is the rooster? Which is the hen? It's hard to tell them apart today and say why Auntie is smoking, rolling her own. Uncle is always buying cologne. It's hard to tell them apart today. Hey, hey. All right, my little bit of history today comes from an unlikely place. Uh, extremely unlikely. This is um, all. This whole my whole. Uh, piece today comes thanks to the Unerased podcast, which is mm-hmm. uh, Jad Apamrod did it. He hosted it. It was in conjunction with the Boy Erased film that just oh, came out, yeah. which we talked about a few apps ago um, on the pod. And this was, um, it's a history of uh, uh, conversion therapy in America. It's a four part uh, podcast, which I highly recommend. It's really, really interesting. Um, and this, but what I want to talk about specifically today is the role that Playboy had in LGBTQ rights in history. Oh, wow. Um, and a very unexpected one at that, and especially what Hugh Hefner's contributions were to uh, our cause, which were actually incredible. Um, so, of the, of, I mean, off the bat, obviously Hugh Hefner is a, a complicated person, and mm-hmm. Playboy is a wild thing. I mean, he, he is quoted as describing women as objects in an interview with Variety. Like, that is true. And so he had, there are certainly problems with what he did and the way he treated women and the male gaze. He basically created the male gaze with with Playboy and the parties and the the TV show and the channel and Playboy still exists. And there's a lot of, you know, weird shit there. But he was also a thinker. Like, I think he was Mm -hmm. a very intelligent man um, who had this incredible... uh, outlet for his thoughts um which also you know objectified women in a pretty grotesque way but what happened was um he was in college when kinsey released his study on male sexuality in 1948 oh, and it rocked his world it was the first time the country had seen a kind of scientific 
emotionally with like re- separate from emotions or morality the the scale of sexuality so if, for those of you who don't know kinsey uh was a social scientist um who classified his study initially in 48 was on male sexuality on a, a scale from zero to six saying zero being completely straight six being completely homosexual no one's a zero no one's a six so it's mm. kind of kind of a scale from one to five sure uh, where three is completely bisexual and it, it was like this really and it, it showed scientifically that 35 percent of men in america had had a homosexual experience mm. in a survey of thousands and thousands and so it kind of demystified for the first time and brought scientific fact to the degree and range of human sexuality. And Hugh Hefner was fascinated by this. And in Playboy magazine, the famous saying, you know, is like, I read Playboy for the articles. Right. You've, you've heard right, this. We've right, heard right. this. Yeah. Um, but th- that is true. There was actually some good writing happening in Playboy magazine between the pinups and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> craziness. Um, what a wild time. Specifically, the Playboy Forum, which was uh, a column in Playboy magazine uh, this all comes to us uh, via James Peterson, who is the editor of Playboy for a long time. He has an oral history that he recounts in the Unraced podcast briefly, uh, talking about the Playboy Forum, which is where so Hugh Hefner would write essays every month. Twice a month, he would write these long essays about every, all sorts of topics, communism, um, wow. the history of sex, uh, capitalism, masculinity. I mean, anything. He was a very scholarly minded guy. And uh, the Playboy Foundation was a foundation that was established after the huge success of Playboy. And they notoriously funded court cases for gay rights, birth control rights, and abortion rights in America. Oh. They funded millions of dollars towards court cases to allow these things. He was a very, it was a very progressive enterprise. Um, and the Playboy Forum was like the, the um, you know, we think in, in the modern era, there's like a lot of dialogue back and forth because of the internet. But these like publications where you could be anyone could write in and it would be published and then people could respond and it basically became like a printed dialogue open dialogue and playboy forum was one of if not the first public discussion about gay culture in the united states (laughs) that's so weird were published in the in the playboy forum um it was the first place where fringe people could come together and converse i mean it was an interactive location for gay people to talk about gay culture um and it happened in playboy I wonder how you found that as like a queer person. So it was found because uh, it was a great cover. Um, if you're a gay person needing to ha- needing to obscure your homosexuality, you would buy Playboy because oh, it was so smart. It was what men did. It was such it was so ubiquitous for that. But these discussions were happening there um, that weren't happening publicly anywhere else. Print in print, yeah, nowhere else. Uh, the phrase "gay is good." is one of the early rallying cries and the first time you ever see it printed is in Playboy. Whoa. Um, which is just blew my mind. I had no idea that gays were openly conversing in these spaces. Um, a lot of these, uh, a lot of what like Hafner was writing and, and people were writing in the pages were uh, very anti-Puritan and were really fighting the old morality of the 50s and 40s mm. and 30s and 20s. Um, so and he, Hafner was doing it in a kind of now in a not great way with like liberating these women he's a lot of justifications for what he was doing that are have have moments of like that is inspired and good but then ultimately aren't i think especially in retrospect um and he was again described women as being objects uh but also it was fighting he was fighting what people used to consider moral 
um, which was really exciting. Wow. Um, that is really unexpected, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's just, that's it really. It's just insane to me that the first open printed forum of homosexuality was in fucking Playboy. Also so smart that, yeah, like you could look like you were reading a Playboy magazine, but you're reading an article on gay, just like yeah, a gay. Being afraid topic. of your, yeah. I mean, a lot of them were writing in like uh, saying, how do I fix it? initially yeah. because they didn't want it and that's also where conversion therapy started as a as a scientific means to help fix a problem because that's all it was seen as and yeah, this is going into the podcast but unerased they they talk about psychologists who then the first ones who say this isn't a problem and there's nothing to fix mm. and the scientific community the psychological community was about to remove had removed homosexuality from the edm mm. uh and at, at the same time, the evangelicals started picking up that as a crusade for them, as, as picking up anti, anti-gay rhetoric mm-hmm. as a crusade. So as the scientific community was saying, it's not a choice, it's not a problem, it's not a disease, was the same moment the evangelicals came in and said, it is, it is, it is. And so we go from the scientific community trying to fix gayness to the religious community trying to fix gayness. And that is when you see the beginning of conversion therapy. Dude. Um, which is so, I mean, it's so awful. And it's based on this like kind of pseudoscience and um, and like uh, immersion therapy, which is something that can work in other circumstances, but it's just frankly damaging when it comes yeah, to I mean, something that isn't a problem. And it's not actually, because obviously it's not a problem, but. Wow, dude. Hugh Hefner, what a complicated man. Do you think he sucked a dick? Um, Did Hugh Hefner suck a dick? dick in that robe yeah no yeah, you know what on. i don't think he did but i think he had his dick sucked he by definitely him. had dick sucked I mean, by a guy yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, it's gotta be i don't think he i don't know he could have I, I think he wouldn't have been against it he was he was they advocated for gay rights you're right it's crazy wow in man. the 60s i mean like i don't actually ever want to go every time i say this i'm like no it would have been terrible but i do often want to go back in time and just like be around when people were like super closeted and like having to do these weird i mean it would be terrible but it, it'd just yeah. be fascinating to be like a fly on the wall for like a moment and be like wow these people were like had to really fight to be who they are yeah and how absolutely. incredible but like so fucking scary and sad yeah. too damn dude mm. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Damn. All right. Well, Damn. Um, should we check in? Yeah. How do you feel about me today? I feel. I feel like um, you are. You crested the peak. You were. We were. We were really hyper at the beginning of the episode. I think you're crashing. I think I'm dying. You're I think dying. I'm asleep. Um, she I'm left. not. She's gone. Sarah. Left. But I'm feeling very. I'm feeling. Um, I'm feeling emotional. Beautiful. I'm feeling connected to you, mm. and I want to give you a hug, but I'm sweaty. Me too. Okay. How do you feel about me? Um, I feel like you're a fucking beautiful little soul. Oh. Um, I feel happy to know you, and <laughs> you wear the color blue well. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh. just bumped the microphone. Guys, we got new tech. Sarah's oh, got her own headphones day. now. We're really moving up in the world. You know, they are. I mean, it's weird to hear yourself. Yeah, isn't it weird? People. Oh well, Whoa. thank you. Oh okay. wow, I'm falling apart. I'm falling apart, you guys. We I'm got, losing it. We gotta I can't end it my before fingers we... anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's um, been fun. It's been check us out. Hit us fun. up. Share you us with a friend. Please share us with a friend. We'd happy love to. holidays out there. Yeah. Whatever you celebrate. I'm going to a Hanukkah party tonight. Well, who's Hanukkah party? My friend is dying at a Hanukkah party. God damn it! I want to go to a. Hanukkah We're recording this way early, but uh, tonight's the last night of Hanukkah, so 
I'm gonna it go to is party. the last night of Hanukkah. So early, isn't Fuck it? Seem me. I, do I don't know how the ca- I don't know how those. That's another moment in the holiday when they have a Hanukkah party and Kate Winslet <laughs> invites Jack Black in, and it's just like, <gasps> you guys. I'm here to tell you, Kate Winslet. Kate. What a way to end. Ugh. Let's end with some Kate. Let's, let's pour one out for Kate. Here. Pour one out for Quick, Kate. Crack. Oh, we're drinking coffee. We're drinking coffee. We should stop. Come drinking. on, Duncan. Okay, here we go. Mm. Oh, it drills a little bit. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> you go in to give your girl a kiss in the hall, but instead you find you're kissing her brother Paul. Ma's got a sweater up to her chin. Pa's got a girdle holding him in. Those masculine women and feminine men.